Hi everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And um, I hope you are doing well and you are uh, growing in the Lord. As you know, we come together so that we can study the Word of God and so that we can practically apply it and, of course, to um, fulfill the purpose of our lives. And part of the purpose of our lives is, of course, you know, um, doing what He wants us to do, but sometimes that's going to require us asking for certain things. And so we did a Bible study recently called Ask For It, and I think this is sort of the, um, I don't know, the corollary to it, because I want to show you two principles that are often mistaken when it comes to asking for things from God, getting things from God, and principles that are in the earth. And I want to show that to you today. So this is going to be a long Bible study because I want you to get these two points and I don't want it to be lost in other kinds of dialogue. So we're talking about magnifying God also recently. So let's go ahead and look at Isaiah chapter 11, verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we were speaking um, recently in an earlier Bible study on how to meditate and glorify God to increase our faith. So we understand that when we meditate on God by thinking of him and his works, you are doing that so that you can increase the faith you're able to put in him. So you might ask, how do I actually meditate? And, you know, what I'm going to ask you to do is try to imagine yourself um, sort of, you know, rehearsing something in your mind. That's one way that you meditate. But what I really want you to do is think about God as if he were, I know this is going to sound funny, but just go with this, um, just go with the, the example. I want you to think about God as if he were a gigantic ball of cookie dough, you know, like sugar cookies. I know if you're not someone who bakes, you may not understand it. Basically, you make cookies that are the kind you roll them out and you just sort of use a cookie cutter to cut out shapes. It's kind of like Christmas cookies. So I want you to think about God as if he is a ball of sugar cookie dough, okay? And then I want you to think of your faith as a cookie cutter. When you believe and maintain belief and act in faith, because we know faith without works is dead, then that faith cookie cutter begins to push out the shape of what you hoped for. Because God can be anything and his power is drawn out by faith. And if you keep pushing that faith cookie cutter, eventually from an infinite God emerges the thing that you want in the shape of that faith cookie cutter mold. It is the thing you hoped for. That is the way faith works. So you know the old saying that says, push or pray until something happens? I want you to think of that faith cookie cutter pushing out what you have hoped for. Now that faith cookie cutter might be in the shape of a star or a Christmas tree or a Santa Claus, but what you've hoped for comes out of that cookie dough when you push it and you keep pushing it out. And that's the way it works with our faith. 
So you must make God bigger in your own eyes and mind. And this is how God can keep you in perfect peace, as it says in Isaiah chapter 26 and 3, because they trust in him. They don't trust in the peace, they trust in the God of perfect peace. And this is why we must believe that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, one more time. Because I want you to catch something that not a lot of people catch when they talk about asking for things from God or praying to God. Because asking is the same as prayer. Prayer is to ask. In the Old Testament, they use the word pray because that's the, the language that people use. They would say, pray, tell me, or pray, what is this? And they're literally just saying, ask. So I want to clear that up. So when the Lord says, ask, if you pray, whatever it is, how do you know that you can believe that you receive it? So let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I want you to think about it. It doesn't say a rewarder of those who sow a seed. Think about this now. Really think about it. It doesn't say he's a rewarder of those who tithe. Think about that. Really, really think about it. It doesn't say he's a rewarder of those who sow into good ground. Think about that. And it also says it he he isn't it also doesn't say that he is a rewarder of those who give to the poor. I want you to really think about that. So essentially, it's not telling you that you have to do any of those things to receive anything from God. I'm going to tell you what it actually says. Let's look at what it actually says. It says two things. Those who believe that he is, that he is real. And two, that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Now, it didn't say Christians either. I know this. I'm not trying to blow your mind or make you think. But I want you to really think about it because there were people who were not Christians, who were not Hebrews, who were able to get things from Christ simply because they believed he would give it to them. Okay? Think about the lady with the issue of blood. Think about the soldier that came and asked him for for a healing. Think about these kinds of things. Many of these people asked and they had no relationship. Absolutely none. So I, what was it that they did have? Do you know what they had? They believed that he was real, that he was really the Christ, that he was really God. And the second thing, they diligently sought him. They diligently sought him. Think about this. So what about where it says in the Bible and I'm bringing this up because I know somebody's going to bring it up, and I want to address it because these are the specific two points I want to bring out. And that is, it says somewhere in the Bible, give and it shall be given. You know, press down and running over, you know that scripture? That's true of mankind, but not of God. Let's go ahead and look in Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Now you got to think about this and I want you to listen carefully to this verse. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down 
and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, withal it shall be measured to you again. Do you see there? Let's read that one more time. Because people use that scripture to talk about how to get things from God. And it's absolutely incorrectly applied. That's why it's important for you to read. And not just read, but study the word of God and have that mixed with faith. So let's read it again. It says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. This is another principle, but it has absolutely nothing to do with God. Okay? People confuse a God principle with a mankind principle. See, the Bible is full of principles. It's full of truths and wisdom and understanding. But you have to know what applies to God and what applies to man. And what is happening is that scripture is being misapplied because maybe people don't understand it. or They don't understand there are certain principles that apply to God and certain principles that apply to man. Like it's okay for God to be jealous. It's okay for God to kill. It's okay for God to do a lot of things, but we can't do those things. Those are not principles that we can apply to ourselves because we're human. So I want you to get this here, that it says that if you give, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall God give into your bosom? No. Shall men give unto your bosom? That is a principle for mankind, and it's absolutely true. Okay, you can, you can, it's a truism, it is a whiz piece of wisdom, you can use it and it works, but it doesn't work that way with God. If you try to apply a mankind principle with God, you're going to get confused. And if you try to apply a God principle with man, you're going to get confused as well. And that's what's happening. People confuse a God principle with a mankind principle. And one does not make the other one any less true. But one cannot be substituted for the other at all. Not at all. Now, I have to make a caveat here too when we talk about asking for things from God because, um, you know, there's so many things people could ask God for. So you can't believe God or ask God to go against his own word or to lie. So there is no amount of magnifying or believing or asking or praying that you can do to change purpose or to alter end time prophecy and similar things. But just as Christ told Peter to come out onto the water, God can suspend his own universal laws. This is why believing in the universe is a mistake. Remember, God is Lord of the Sabbath. He's Lord of the universe. All of his natural laws must bow to him, including death, including gravity, and everything in between. I've heard people say, you know, send out what you want into the universe and it'll bring it back to you. Well, if God wants to suspend any kind of law that is in the universe, he can do that. So putting your trust in the universe is something of a mistake. 
So remember, the resurrection of Christ and Lazarus, they were not the first resurrections that Christ did. It was a feature of his earthly ministry. Remember that little girl he resurrected in Mark chapter 5, verse 41? But the Bible says there is nothing impossible with God. He can do all things. Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 6 and 18. It says, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. So the two immutable things that they're talking about in Hebrews chapter 6, 17 to 18 is one, the oath or the covenant, and the other is that God cannot lie. So he made a promise and he can't lie. So when you magnify God in your circumstances, that's so that you can see his power. And you have to understand that when you ask God for things, you can't apply mankind principles with God principles, okay? The God principle here in terms of getting things from God is faith. It's not sowing a seed. It's not tithing. It's not sowing into good ground. It's not giving alms to the poor. It's not doing good deeds. There's nothing you can do to make God give you something. You have to be in right standing with God, of course. You can't be going around, you know, doing terrible things and think, you know, God is just going to, you know, do some things for you. And that's because of obedience. It isn't because he doesn't want to give it to you. It's because he can't. You're on a course on all your own. But it's really important for you to remember that there are two principles here we're talking about. When it comes to God, when you want something from God, that's really what we're learning today. When you want something from God, then you have to believe that he's real and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That means, you, you see, it's not just one answer. God, can you do this? That's it. He's going to do it. You have to be someone who's diligent. Diligent. You've got to diligently seek him if you really want what you're asking for. And then, the second thing, there's a principle with mankind. Give, and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, running over, will men give unto your bosom. Not God, men that's a mankind principle. You want to be successful with God and men? Then apply these two principles correctly. Don't say to yourself, and this is as much to me as it is to anyone else, don't say to yourself, well, I got to sow a seed in the ground so that I can get something back. I have to give so that I can get something back. No, no, no. That's a mankind principle. That's an earth principle, a God principle. When you want something from God, you know what it says? you got to believe that he's real, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, diligently seek him. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope you've learned something and that you will learn when you pray. You can't just do one little prayer. You've got to diligently seek him. You've got to add works to that faith. You know, that's how you get things. And no, we can't bribe God. We can't gift God. We can't sow a seed into anybody's 
you know, even when I ask you, you know, do you want to support this ministry? I'm simply asking. I'm not telling you you have to sow into this ministry and, you know, you're going to be blessed because of it. Sure, you're blessed if you do any good deed, you know, that's coming from the right place, but that's not to get things. And that's, you never know how God wants to bless you if you've done it, if it's come from the right place. Alternatively, if you give and it's not coming from the right place, well, why should God bless you for that? You know, it's really important to understand why you do what you do and to do it from a place of complete um, openness, not for any other reason, not for trying to get anything. God makes it so easy. He doesn't want us to be, um, you know, sort of, you know, trying to, you know, manipulative. He, he wants us to be open without guile. That's why he says, if you want something from me, this is how you get it. He's very open. And so that is how we learn. That is how we get things from God. If you want to get something from man, give and it'll be given to you. How much do you want back? Give and it will be given to you. But that's not the way it works with God. That's a mankind principle. So I want to thank you guys so much. And of course, if you would like to give and support this ministry, I would appreciate it. I can't tell you God's going to bless you. I can't tell you you're sowing into some kind of ground or that it's a tithe or anything because we are all the tithe. We all eat from it. But if you would like to bless me by giving, you can. And you can do that by going to my PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash L-E-L-A-W-I-N-S-T-O-N. That's Leela Winston altogether. Or you can support by joining my Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Winston. And of course, if you'd like, you can give right now by pressing that button below here at Anchor FM and supporting one time or even a monthly gift. I really appreciate it. But remember, if you want something from God, just ask. You don't have to sow here or anywhere else to get it. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray God blesses you and he answers all your prayers. Bye.